With COVID-19 ravaging the globe, how has the education sector been affected? What creative ways can we engage our students at home? And what are some of the short and long-term effects of COVID-19 in the education sector? Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. My name is Adi Fred Max. You can connect with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Adi underscore Max. That is A-D-I-I underscore M-A-X. Joining me in this podcast is James K. Arinitwe, founder Teach for Uganda. James has demonstrated passion in seeing the young children excel in the education sector by raising leadership fellows through the organization Teach for Uganda. James, you're most welcome to the New Vision podcast. Max, thanks for having me on the show. James, to begin with, what is Teach for Uganda? Uh, Thank you, Max, for that question. Uh, Teach for Uganda is a leadership development organization. Uh, We call ourselves a locally rooted but globally informed leadership development organization that focuses on developing the next generation of Ugandan leaders that will ensure that all our children, regardless of their background or socioeconomic status, have an excellent education that enables them to thrive in Africa's changing economies. Uh, we we do this by hiring, training, placing young, talented graduates. Uh, these are brilliant, brilliant graduates from uh, all our universities. Uh, the, the fellows are placed, that we call them Teach for Uganda Fellows. Uh, fellows because it's a fellowship, it's two years fellowship, where they are uh, uh, selected, uh, trained before they are placed, and then they are placed in the school uh, for practice for an entire three months, and then when the year begins, then they become begin as full-time Teach for Uganda fellows. There's a lot that goes into it that I can't really go uh, through right now. And then soon after the two years, we don't leave our kids hanging because we start at primary four uh, when the children actually start to have the exodus of dropping out. And soon after the fellows have taught these children up from P4 to P5, that class graduates, like we recently graduated the class of, uh, of 2019, uh, in 2019 December, and we bring in a new class now that starts where the other ones have left. We call it staggering, and then uh, they go with our children until primary seven. Thank you, James. Moving to a more general question, how has COVID-19 affected the education sector in Uganda? Oh, wow, that's a great question. And I mean, it's a glaring question to all of us, Max. Um, really, actually a painful one um, for everyone and every community member and every family member out there and every parent, I can imagine, or any educator out there definitely knows that this is a huge challenge. Um, starting uh, with the education sector that we work with, the Ministry of Education, it has been a challenge because uh, since the president I spoke on the 18th of of March, as you remember, and the schools were to close on the 20th. I want to tell you, Max, that by the time actually the president spoke um, uh, to offer the directives that he offered, which were very important in preventing our country uh, from going the way other countries have gone, for example, Italy, a very, very important directive, which we all uploaded at Teach for Uganda. Our fellows had already been sensitizing in our 18 schools, because we are in eight schools in, in, in Luero, uh, primary schools, we place in primary schools where the need is greatest. And then we are also in 10 schools in Mayuge. 
But I'm going to give you a scenario of where we work, uh, Mark, so that you have an idea. We work in communities where the only breadwinner is a grandmother who goes to her garden in the morning, digs, uh, plants maize, plants uh, uh, sweet potatoes, plants beans, and comes home to her child who is returning from a 15-kilometer walk from school to get home, sends that child or two of them or three of them or even six of them to uh, get water and then firewood and then prepare a meal and sleep under their hut, which has no clean water, no power as we speak. And so that is the challenge. And uh, some Ugandans may say, well, where is that? Come, I will be able to take you to Mayuge and you see for yourself. And so that is the challenge that we have now. So when, when this pandemic happens, that child's uh, likelihood to learn is really, really hampered. And not only hampered, it's literally not there. However, on the hope side, our fellows, uh, some of them, not all of them, uh, some stayed because they decided that, you know, we cannot really leave our communities. And what they have done before even the total lockdown, because, you know, the president announced on the 18th and then came back and then came back. I think he's come back now several times. I can't even keep up. But before the total lockdown of the curfew from, you know, seven like to seven, um, they were already there and they stayed going to the community radios and trying to sensitize uh, and educate and help kids disseminate education information to our children. Um, I think in the long run, uh, the education ministry, as well as uh, the ICT ministry, we need to think about the future of education during pandemics. And we are happy to work with them. Uh, uh, luckily, we work with, with the ministry. Uh, we are in TIET, the Teacher Instructor Education and Training. It's a, it's, a, it's a mouthful. And we would be willing to work with them and um, uh, be able to really bring in these global uh, education ideas to be locally contextualized to ensure that our children are learning. Yeah, thank you, James. Now, how has Teach for Uganda been affected? Yes, Max, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Teach for Uganda has been severely affected. Of course, <laughs> one, we are working from home like anyone else uh, and we are under lockdown. So uh, we are dealing with the challenges of uh, technology, uh, figuring out how to work from home. The MIFIs are not working well for our conference calls to be able to work and continue our programming. One of the major ones that has been affected, uh, one of the major uh, programming sections that have been affected is is uh, the recruitment and selection. So before COVID-19 hit, we had uh, been on almost all several campuses, including Guru, Mbara uh, University, Sitema, and many others, uh, 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 canvassing to recruit for our third cohort of fellows. As you know, now we are going into our, this is our fourth year, so uh, we launched the, the fellowship in 2017, uh, and so now it's our third cohort, and we were looking for 56 fellows that will be placed across Mayuge and uh, and Luero, and we would be literally, literally all impacting about 50,000 children's learning outcomes, uh, Max. And so, yeah, totally affected. And we are, we are really working with our global partners um, and the Teach for India to learn from them. Uh, Teach for Ghana, we are trying to learn from them. Nigeria, trying to learn from them uh, to see what is possible in this whole process. And so that's where the challenge is. And so because that is one challenge and two is the challenge of our kids not learning so we have already over uh, right now we had a, a total of 23 fellows that were placed in Mayuge and Luero uh, right now they're at home they're actually continuously learning uh, through online 
excuse me, we share um, learning opportunities for them. They have their leadership development coaches who follow up with them. They send what they are learning. They are preparing lesson plans. They are preparing charts. They are preparing you know, uh, modules, they're preparing materials, uh, how to beautify their classrooms, they're preparing their, the student visions, but we don't know. We don't know when uh, this thing will end. We don't know. Uh, I mean, God knows when uh, the schools will open so that our fellows will return to classroom with all these amazing ideas that they have gathered through this whole COVID lockdown. We don't know. Now, we don't know when the children will get back to school because of the preventive measures at the moment, but what could be the long-term implication of this on schools and the education sector in general? What is the long-term implication? Um, I pose that question to our dear leaders um, uh, at the ministry and also um, the school leaders, the district education officers, and all of us uh, who uh, believe in the future of education for our children uh, because it, it it's likely that Let's say COVID-19 ends, what if something else comes, you know, climate change is here, so what will happen? And so for us, really we are thinking about beyond COVID-19, uh, we are trying our best and that's why we appeal to the ministry that we can work with them as we have worked with them in Mayuge and in Luero. Um, we are thinking, we are trying to work with our boards both here and across the globe to figure out what is the future of learning in these pandemics. And we believe that they could be an idea, an insight that could be leveraged around community radio stations. Thank you, James. Please talk to us about DEAR. That is D-E-A-R. It's an acronym for Drop Everything and Read. Dear, dear Day is actually uh, 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 an acronym coined by the ministry. Uh, uh, you know, Drop Everything and Read. And it's celebrated every year on March 12th. Uh, so it's a really wonderful idea by the Ministry of Education to help our children uh, learn to read. Um, and we took it on seriously after we had learned about it uh, with our work and with our partnership with the Ministry of Education. And we ensure that uh, we celebrate it across all our schools and actually encourage, even in the office, we drop everything <laughs> and read on that day. And uh, we were all reading together at office and it was really wonderful for, of course, the, the announcement of the closures and how we had a wonderful time that the fellows helped so many children. They went out of the classroom, they got materials, they have built small little libraries at their schools, some of them that have never been heard of. Uh, and so we appreciate this idea because we believe that uh, anyone who can read can lead. If you can read, if you can read and comprehend, you can lead. By the way, when I say leading, I want people to understand leading, you can be a lead of yourself. You know, you can be a, you can lead yourself. You can be an, a, a, a self leader. You can also uh, be a leader in your community. You can also be a leader in, in, in your school, a leader in your nation. A leader is, 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 is what we need in our country. So if you can read, you can lead. And uh, on the idea of using this as, an, as, as a learning for uh, educators and others, I think uh, 
I wish that uh, every child had a book in our communities and we can be able to allow them to read because then the pandemic would not have really affected us that much because the challenge that we have, why our fellows are trying to create, you know, libraries uh, at their schools and, and talk to their OBs and OGs to donate like yourself, uh, to donate books, to to talking to, uh, to bookstores to donate books is because our children do not have enough to read. We've been collecting, I'm going to make you laugh because from New Vision, we've been collecting New Vision. Uh, you know, you have those sections of education. We've been collecting New Vision and the Daily Monitor, and we pack them after the office, uh, uh, after one week of the office of the uh, the deliveries of New Vision. Then we take them to the schools and distribute them so that our kids can continue reading. We have materials coming from South Africa, from our friends uh, at DHL. Let me give a shout out to our, our friends at DHL. Uh, DHL Go Teach. They are wonderful people. Uh, they have been really supportive of our work and so we encourage even other corporate uh, uh, leaders to to join because DHL has been awesome and um, and so the books we're talking about were donated by the Go Teach Ambassador Go Teach Lead uh, in South Africa Lee Schwarz which is they are coming in and we'll be able to um, to distribute them soon as the COVID-19 ends. By the way, how many people have you been able to reach out to? Hi, Max. Thank you. When you say people have reached so far, I want to believe that you mean the children that we teach and the fellows that we hire to teach in these classrooms. Uh, we have so far, we are in the middle of hiring our third cohort of fellows who would be placed um, across Ruelo and Mayuge, and we are hoping to grow across the nation in the eastern Uganda, the district of Kwen, uh, you know, the Mbujiri and others, they really the challenges of, 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 of learning and education for primary children in UP schools is tough. And uh, yeah, so we are, that's where we are growing. We started with uh, 16 fellows in, my, in, in Ruero. Uh, those have graduated in 20, uh, um, 2019, as 12 of them. And then they are now going on some uh, leading projects across the country. Some are planning to go to graduate school. Some are working with high-end like schools in Kampala here, Clark Junior School. But most of them, really, our aim is that they stay in the education sector. And most of them are in the education sector uh, because they are really uh, innovating around that. And now we have 23 also across Mayuge and, um, and Luero. And we, because we not only train them and uh, place them in these schools, but we also train teachers and head teachers when we are in those schools. Because again, we want our impact to be sustained across whether we are there or not. So we want to say that uh, uh, the multiplier effect of that, we are reaching about 20,000 children as we speak. And with this 56 coming on board, uh, we have an attrition rate calculated in there as well. So which means we have 50 fellows. They will be in 25 schools. If you count 25 schools and each school has at least an average of 500 children, I mean, help me do the math there. Uh, you, are, you are talking about uh, an extra... Um, almost 15,000 children. So add them to the ones we're already working with. So we will be literally almost uh, with a multiplier effect of the teachers and the head teachers trained, we'll be reaching about 50,000 uh, children, which means that it, with uh, the support, hopefully it continues without, uh, with this uh, pandemic, uh, uh, we would be in by 2020, uh, by 2023, we want to be impacting literally over 100,000 children, getting, getting them excellent education. 
you know, and that's why we believe that this is very important. And we don't think we can do it alone, Max. We believe that we have to work with the ministry. We are uh, uh, making sure that our curriculum is written down and, and, is, and is ready. And soon uh, the ministry uh, has so many changes coming up and we'll be presenting the curriculum to the ministry. We follow the national curriculum. It's just our pedagogy. The way we teach it is very different because it's a locally rooted again, but globally informed. We use research that has been proven across the globe to work. And that's how we train our teachers, our fellows. That's why they are different. And that's why they are able to improve the learning outcomes of children within the shortest time period possible. Thank you, James, for sparing your time to talk to us here on the New Vision podcast. Max, thank you for acknowledging that. And I think I had mentioned it before. Really a pleasure to be uh, here with you and also really an, an appreciation of your great work at the New Vision and and really every media out there. Thank you for highlighting our work. Uh, every day I'm always uh, waking up with the dream of knowing that if we can touch more 10 kids, if we can get the education of more 100 children, if we can get 100,000, and maybe hopefully in the next 10 years or 15 years, if we can reach 1 million children, then I will literally die a happy man knowing that, yes, as a Ugandan, as someone whose, educa whose education changed my entire life, um, from an orphaned child, totally orphaned, to getting a scholarship from the first lady to being where I am today, I want to say that if I could do that, then I would be very, very happy that we did our part. And thank you too for listening to the New Vision podcast. Feel free to share this podcast with whoever you can. You can also follow me on Twitter. That is at Adi underscore Max. That is A-D-I-I underscore M-A-X. You can get more podcasts by visiting www.newvision.co.ug. Stay safe and God bless you. You've been listening to the New Vision Podcast. New Vision, New Vision, covering the whole.